0: All right. Twitter brought to you by Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Peters Township. Visit them online, SouthHillsJeep.com. So the Pirates currently have a payroll of $44,950,000, according to SpotRack. That's the third lowest payroll in baseball. Clearing space for the Otani trade. Let's go! Let's go! From the Athletic Talking Football, Mike DeFabo joins right now. Hi, Mike.
1: Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having
0: me. Uh, thank you for uh, for joining. It really uh, it really spices up my night. Just past seven o'clock on a Tuesday. Okay, uh, I was talking about the state of the NFL. I talked that out sort of the first hour. Get into that a little bit later. I want to shift gears though. The TJ Watts investigation, if you will, by the league. Is there something there, or will it turn up? Well, they followed all the protocol. Where, where do you in poking around? Where do you come down on this?
1: Well, there are some unique things here. I mean, the fact that T.J. Watt got clearly knee in the face the first play, that should have been a play that they've looked at him from an independent neurologist standpoint. Um, But the bottom line is this. The big problem with concussions is it's an invisible injury. It's not like a broken bone or a muscle strain or something like that that you could test it out. It's on the player to report the situation. And if a player either, number one, doesn't feel any symptoms, which is possible, or number two, isn't transparent about it, I think it's difficult to criticize the team. And I think that you're probably lying to yourself if you believe that players aren't lying and aren't playing through concussions. Guys have done this from the beginning of time. Uh, They want to be out there for their teammates. And and I think that that's part of it. So, I mean, I don't know. You would need T.J. Watt to come right out and say, I was experiencing symptoms during the game. I reported those symptoms, and they put me back in. I think probably... What they're saying is true, that T.J. Watt did not report any symptoms. He said that he was fine. Um, If your very highly compensated pass rusher, uh, who's really the key to your defense, tells you he he can play, it's pretty tough even for a doctor who's trained uh, to take him out in that scenario.
0: All that said, that still doesn't clear up, and I don't know if you have the answer to clearing this up, why a visor was changed.
1: Yeah. The the visor definitely is, is something to speculate on because he came out without one. It's a nighttime game. Um, you know, if you're trying to connect dots, you could definitely see a scenario where the lights were bugging him and he was getting a headache. And so he wanted the visor. So, you know, we'll probably have an opportunity to talk to TJ Watt. We can ask him that question later on, but I mean, I can remember um, against the Cleveland Browns, he came out with a dark visor and switched it. So, just the sheer fact that he changed his visor doesn't tell you that necessarily there was an injury. And again, to me, the biggest thing is uh, players need to, to change their thinking. And I think that the thinking has changed. I remember there was an incident where Heinz Ward was critical of Ben Roethlisberger for not playing through a concussion and was like, dude, why, what are you soft or something? So I think that, that people do understand that this is serious head injuries. Aren't something to mess with. But again, it, it, it's on the player. If the player doesn't report the injury, the player doesn't say, I'm not feeling right, it's an invisible injury. It's hard to diagnose. So I have a hard time – I mean, I, I kind of tend to, to think that the, the Steelers did the right thing in this scenario, and it was just a case that you know, either he, he didn't feel the symptoms or he was reluctant to report them.
0: Fan hotline presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. On that fan hotline right now, Mike DeFabo from The Athletics. So, to put on your straight news hat right now and no opinion, both Watt and Highsmith, uh, is your guess as good as mine or anybody's, whether they'll play or not? Do you just kind of have to let the week speak to you, Mike?
1: I think they will play based on what I saw today, which was both of those guys were limited participants. Um, it wasn't like they were sitting in a dimly lit, lit room by themselves um, and look at history. Uh, I think that there was a, a thing that came out where they said that no player had returned from a concussion to play the next week. Well, that was inaccurate. The Steelers are the only team that had a guy return. And and that's been the case often. They seem to be a team that uh, does accelerate guys and does play guys who have had injuries, had injuries a little more quickly than most. So, Given the fact that those guys are already working their way back into the fold, they had a couple more days to recover from this head injury, um, I'm actually pretty optimistic that both of those guys will be able to play.
0: How do you think that Mitch Trubisky acquitted himself, and do you agree that it earned
1: him another start? I, I think Mitch Trubisky was exactly what we expected. He's a backup quarterback to Kenny Pickett for a reason, and I mean he, he flamed out as a starting quarterback – with the Chicago bears for a reason. You know, he's, he is what he is at this point in his career. He's a guy that with 56 starts under his belt, you trust him to be a game manager and to, uh, you know, manage a run heavy offense and win a game on defense, but you don't trust him to do a whole lot more than that. And I believe that they should stick with him. I know that people want Mason Rudolph. They, They have to think like something is going to solve this problem. There has to be a better answer. Unfortunately, I have bad news. There is not a better answer. I've watched Mason Rudolph play every single practice this season, every single practice of training camp. From my opinion, I think that, he, that Mitch Trubisky, uh, despite his limitations, is clearly a better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. I mean, I watched Mason Rudolph get an opportunity with a team that was right around 500 in 2019, and all he needed to do was you know not lose gains and they ultimately turned to Devlin Hodges, who could both call ducks and manage an offense, which Mason Rudolph was able to do neither of those two things. So it's not a great answer, um, but it is what it is, and you're, you're down to a backup for a reason, and he's going to play like a backup. And I, I believe that Mitch is the best answer right now, even though he's not a good one.
0: Well, what if people say, and there's, this is an argument that people make, that Mason Rudolph couldn't be worse
1: uh, he could, he definitely could be worse. And I think that he is worse. And um, like, you know, Mitch Trubisky, like I said, he has 56 starts under his belt. You feel a lot more comfortable in terms of game planning. He's just game planned and, and been part of meetings and been part of prep a lot more. He led the bears to the playoffs before he's done that before. Um, nothing that Mason Rudolph has done gives me confidence that he would be able to step in. I mean, I, I, at that point, I was just a, a fan. I had season tickets. I watched every game. And I saw Mason Rudolph reluctant to take chances, not, uh, you know, take his opportunities when guys were one-on-one. And, I mean, I, I just think that as bad as it is and as unfortunate as it is that you're down to Mitch Trubisky, he still is your best option.
0: Tell me about Keanu Benton and his elevation on the depth chart. Is it really an elevation or did we all expect this?
1: This was basically admitting what's already been the case. Mm-hmm. And that's that Keanu Benton has really come along this season. This was a great draft pick. Uh, I think this guy has a super high floor because of the fact he's a former wrestler. He knows how to use leverage and kn- knows how to use his opponent, um, you know, their aggressiveness against them. Uh, he also played in a very, very similar scheme. You know, the the Badgers, there's a reason why the Steelers went out and drafted multiple Wisconsin players because, they have a very similar philosophy and identity on defense. And uh, Keanu Benton, when I have talked to him, he said he just kind of clicked to him that this is really very similar to what he was doing at the college level. So I really like that draft pick. And I think that I think he's only going to continue to ascend. And I think that, I think that as the years go on, he'll become a, a fan favorite here in Pittsburgh and a, a central piece of that defensive line with some Pro Bowl potential down the line.
0: All right, answer me this. this is Mike DeFabo we're talking to from The Athletic. A- a- so many people in Steelerville want to talk about the status of Mike Tomlin's job. Do you think that that's talked about by anybody of importance inside the Steeler facility?
1: Well, that's that's a good point, Colin, because we can all have our opinions and fans can have their opinions, but at the end of the day, the only person whose opinion really matters is Art Rooney. And – I don't believe that Art Rooney is seriously considering moving on from Mike Tomlin. I mean, I'm not being told anything secretly. I didn't get off the phone from him or anything like that. But all you have to look at is the history of this organization and the fact that they've had three head coaches since 1969. Um, They stuck with Bill Cowher through a lot of, of years that were very similar to this stretch that Mike Tomlin's in. They stuck with Chuck Knoll through a lot of stretches that are similar to this. So... I think the Steelers believe in their business model. They believe that it's better to be patient with coaches and let them have an opportunity, not to mention the fact that Mike Tomlin has a Super Bowl on his resume and he took the Steelers to another one. All those things would give him, you know, en- enough credibility within that organization, enough trust that they would stick with this guy. I just, I, in my heart of hearts, I believe that an extension is much more likely than any kind of firing or, or any kind of, um, you know you know parting ties in that Mike Tomlin would not be the coach next year
0: good look or bad look Ben Roethlisberger commenting on uh, assistant coaches what
1: did he say what he said say? that
0: the Steelers haven't gone out of their way or didn't don't do a good job of hiring and he's right young and uh, coaches with forward thought on the offensive side of the football but for me he neglects Mentioning that outside of a suplex, outside of Tequila Cowboy, Ben was also one of the factors that got Todd Haley out of town.
1: Right. I think that he's acknowledging what's a reality. and something that fans who follow along have known for a long time. That It seems like when the Steelers have an opening at coordinator or any really position coach, um, they seem to go to their favorites on their cell phones and a guy's name that they already know and whose number they already have. And, and I strongly believe that if you're going to fix this offense, there needs to be a national search. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be an organization that people are lining up to, to coach. And I really feel like they need to change the narrative. There is a narrative, and I think it's a true one, that this team does not spend on, on coordinators and coaches and that they don't pump enough resources into it. So if I'm Art Rooney, I, here's what I do. I change that narrative in a big way. I get an offensive coordinator that I believe is going to be a head coach in three to five years. And number one, that helps you fix the offense. Number two, it gives you an opportunity to clearly and properly evaluate Kenny Pickett. Like, right now, they were in a worst possible case situation where how do you possibly isolate variables and decide it's either Kenny's fault or it's Matt Canada's fault? It's probably both. You need to take that variable out of the equation by bringing in somebody who's done it before, been there, done that. Eric the enemy, I think, would be a great answer if he somehow becomes available or somebody along those lines. And then the, the final thing here is if you bring in somebody who's actually qualified, who's on their way up and not somebody who's just you know, content being an offensive coordinator for life, then you have a, a plan in place so that if you do ultimately decide to move on from like Tomlin, the Steelers are the king of promoting from within and giving guys opportunities who are already on their payroll why not put an offensive coordinator on your staff that you think is qualified as a head coach, and and make you know put a little heat on Mike Tomlin, and, and you have that contingency plan in place if things don't go well. I think that's exactly what I would do, and I think that that satisfies a lot of the objectives and a lot of the things that need to be done this offseason.
0: Yeah, great. But then what's the possibility that three weeks after the season we get a release on a Friday at 4 o'clock that says Eddie Faulkner has been elevated to, after an extensive search, Eddie Faulkner has been elevated to full-time offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: Look, no disrespect to Eddie Faulkner. I think he's a good guy. I think he's been put in a tough situation. But, like, did you learn anything from your mistakes? The whole reason why you're in this problem is because you took a guy in Matt Canada who had never done it before at the NFL level. Three years later, he had never come any closer to proving he could do it. He was, at best, a, a good college coordinator that you, you gave him uh, for whatever reason, whatever was left of Big Ben's right arm, and then you trusted him to develop a new young quarterback. What would make you think that uh, a coordinator that was part of that same group that was in those same meetings. It was part of the same game planning. Is going to do a better job when this guy is not some kind of quarterback whisperer. He's a running backs coach by trade. Um, it would just it would be the worst case scenario to me if if you did that. I mean, again, I like the guy. I think he's a good person. I think that he uh, has been, you know, given a very challenging job right now to keep this team together when there seems to be a lot of divisiveness, and a lot of fractures within the locker room. And, you know, he's doing the best with what he's got. You can do a lot better if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers than you should.
0: Better show in the 7 o'clock hour, Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy?
1: Oh, boy. See, I'm pretty stupid, so I would say Wheel of Fortune because I can guess letters. I I know all the letters of the alphabet. Uh Um, I've known them for a while, not to brag. Right, yeah, Um, a lot of us have. Some of these things on Jeopardy, though, I'm I'm not very smart. The only ones that I look smart on, if it was like the ones that go if it was
0: Latrobe history or you know Steeler <laughs> player numbers,
1: right? Yeah, I'm good on all the ones where the smart people uh, go viral for like not knowing basic knowledge about sports. That's what I could do well on. Yeah, this um,
0: team, but, this team uh, plays at the confluence of the three rivers and are named after working men in their town. People say the Cowboys, right? Like you're good at that one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, that's what I'm good at, is, is those. But, nah, I'm, I, people know from listening to me on the radio, I'm not very smart. I would not, be, I would not do well on Jeopardy.
0: Well, you're not very smart, but we're going to find out tomorrow if you, are, uh, if you can carry a tune. Are you going to this Christmas sing, right?
1: Yeah, I'm planning to go to the Christmas karaoke, and I was considering busting out a Yinzer version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Well, and, uh,
0: is the Yinzer stuff cliched and overdone at this point? That's a
1: risk. I don't know. I've been practicing. Okay.
0: Well, then do it. Well, then do it. Do you, are you going to do a duet with your with your lovely fiance?
1: We are, and um, what's the song that Jim Colony always u- likes to sing?
0: All I Want for Christmas is You.
1: Yeah. See, that one would be the perfect duet in this situation, but then we were like, we're not even going to ask Jim, because Jim, surely, that's like what lights up his life. That's something he looks forward to. We can't take that from Jim. So I'm going to do... The version of Santa Claus is coming to town, where it's, you better watch that. Don't give it away. <laughs> don't give it away. <laughs> you better not, Pat. <laughs> uh, don't
0: give it away. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right, so we'll see you there. Mike's Beer Bar starts at 7 o'clock. Be there a little early to get, as Bill Cower would say, well lubricated. So that'll work, and we'll uh, we'll see you there. I appreciate all your insight on the Steelers and everything else, Michael. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I will see you in probably 22 hours or so. I'll talk soon. Bye. All
1: right. Take it easy.
0: Yes. Mike DeFabo, one of the truly good guys. You know, it was very interesting. I know we screw around some, but what he had to say about T.J. Watt. Um, I do want to get into something. I read something today, and I wasn't doing research. I was just tooling around in the internet about this Otani contract. And you know what? I don't know if I hate it. I actually think I like it, and I actually think it makes sense. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. And before the hour is out, the Steelers going to Indianapolis reminds me of one trip I made to Indianapolis with Paul Zeiss where probably the most incredible thing in a bar room ever happened to me, one of them at least. And I'll tell you what that is in just a little bit. Fan text line, hit us there. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you.